This episode is brought to you by Loot Crate. Save 10% on any new subscription at trylootcrate.com forward slash AFBlues. Enter promo code BREACH10 for 10% savings. You're listening to the Action Figure Blues podcast, episode number 304 for the week of Wednesday, the 27th of December, 2017. I'm Ben, and with me tonight are... Adam. Eddie. And Scott. This episode is brought to you by Mike's Comics and Stuff, Audible and ActionFigureBlues.com. It's our annual year in review show, and tonight we put 2017 in the spotlight and look back at the year that was in the world of pop culture, collecting and assess, praise, complain, vilify and scratch our heads at the good, the bad and the sometimes downright ugly. Ho, 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 oh, I don't feel so good. I've eaten way too much. Hello, chaps. Hello. Hey. <laughs> and uh, Christmas, it's been run, it's been done. Did we all have a good one? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I was going to say, the rest of you just thinking it over. That's yeah. I didn't want to talk yeah. about everyone else. Yeah. <laughs> I love food, but I have, I have... I have had enough. I, I, I'm ready to give up food for like a month now. So hmm. I'm, I'm all good. So, Mr. Eddie, what did yep. you do for Christmas? I Well, I have a very small family. My extended family is about six people uh, all up. So I had a very nice, uh, quiet uh, lunch at a cousin's apartment that was interrupted by a pigeon flying in to all the dip and uh, <laughs> antipasta that was uh, <laughs> quite interesting. Okay, you win. On to our discussion. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that was the big uh, kerfuffle at uh, Christmas was uh, little bird prints uh, throughout the beetroot dip. Oh, that's, uh, that's, yeah. that's excellent. <laughs> oh, oh, what about you, Mr. Adam? Could you top that? Uh, we have a very structured Christmas set of festivities and, and um, rituals. So it starts with um, Festivus, which is uh, dinner at, <laughs> Airing of at brothers, yeah, brother and, and his partner. Uh, then we have Christmas Eve at ours, which is having friends over for movies. Then we have Christmas Day. Um, so to this year we did not manage to get into pub lunch for um, lunch with Beck's mum. So ended up going for um, I cooked a roast in the morning and we took that down and had that and then dinner at mum and dad's, um, including playing What Do You Mean, which is a, a card game like Cards Against Humanity, which is always oh, fun okay. to play with family. Um, and then yesterday was our um, annual uh, heavily tampered balls <laughs> cricket um, Boxing Day game. And uh, the lesson we learned this year was putting Vaseline on a tennis ball does not make it a good cricket ball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm glad you could pass that on and, and share it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll take note for sure. <laughs> yeah. Very good. All right. So what about you, Mr. Scotting? Well, I need to ask Adam oh, first. Oh. Um, at your festivus, is there actual airing of grievances? No, we keep it rather simple, actually. And there's no... um. Pizza strength. strength, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's kind but of... we do have an aluminum rod. Okay, well that, <laughs> yeah, that's something. <laughs> uh, we had a um, very nice Christmas. We 
um, had Christmas Eve with family, and then we had a deliberate um, Christmas, just the four of us, um, which uh, has ne- my kids have never had. Um, but that's how I grew up because my parents were both only children, so we had you know no mm-hmm. kind of extended family um, to speak of once the grandparents were gone, um, and so we uh, decided not to travel up for the um the kind of big gathering this year because we were all just too zonked and tired um and to do it ourselves and the kids were a little bit dubious about the idea but they loved it we had a great day um it was just very peaceful and they've now gone up after the fact so um you know the shouting's over they're just going for the cake (laughs) um and I have been left to eat um, at least two, well, I suppose I could freeze them, but how would you do that? Um, homemade pumpkin pies, um, oh, which nice. is like a bit of our, the American tradition kind of coming in, although it's more of a Thanksgiving thing really, but it's just kind of bled into our Christmas and everyone loves it. And the last couple of years, my oldest has actually taken over the pie making responsibilities. Um, Good on us. So, yeah, so mm. she made 12 pumpkin pies um right yes to take some uh to uh the family thing to have some for us um and two uh had to stay home because they fell victim to cat paws um oh dear (laughs) yes so they were they were covered on a Thankfully, they were covered with a tea towel, like, airing. And <laughs> literally, right before we were about to cover them and walk out the door to the um, the family gathering, uh, that happened. And we were like, oh, my gosh, what are we going to do? Uh, because, you know, she put so much work into it. She didn't know yet. And then we told her. She was like, oh, those aren't the ones we're taking anyway. Like, okay. yeah, so, like, oh my gosh! <laughs> oh, so yeah, that was all good. Yep. Yeah, so no. So that's all good. What about you, Mister Ben? Uh yeah. I am in a situation where the parents-in-law have now moved to the same city as uh, as the family. So um, Mrs. Shake's parents are fantastic. So it's a pleasure having them here. So we always have. Sort They're of our right family, there, and, uh, no, <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. Mrs. Mrs. Shake's mum is a saint. I'm very lucky. Okay, cool. but um, yeah, look, between uh, all the parents, all the kids, uh, we had a, a couple of strays in the form of uh, other members of Mrs. Shake's um, family who just sort of were in town because of other reasons, uh, children being on the other side of the world, that kind of thing. So um, little, a few more people than usual, but uh, all the usual routines were there, all those little traditions that we have. And uh, one of my favourites is uh, Mrs. Shake looks up a different glaze to do for the ham every year and uh, re- researches about a dozen different glazes and then sort of puts them all to the, the vote. And it was some plum and something or other concoction this year. But um, one of my favourites is on Boxing Day, I always do uh, like ham and egg rolls for lunch. And it's one way to, you know, consume some of the leftover ham, which I don't know, it, it comes from a, a pig the size of an elephant. It's just uh, this gigantic ham, but um, that that's that's too much leftover Christmas on uh, le- Christmas ham on the barbecue. Said no one ever. So uh, 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 we we, <laughs> we we have a, a grand time. So it's all very good. Awesome. It's all yeah, it's all all over now, and except the finishing of the leftovers, which uh, uh, I indulge in. 
you know, everybody, it's nice to kind of hear other people's, you know, traditions. Like we always do, like, you know, we have the, um, the, my wife's family, uh, does the cold lunch. Like, so we do a, like, we do hot stuff on the Christmas Eve and we normally do like, you know, lamb and you know, that sort of thing, like leg of lamb, whatever. Um, but then, uh, the Christmas traditional lunch, um, for her family is the cold, um, meat. So your ham and, you know, turkey, but then we, ah, yes. um, we have our own little family tradition, which is that for dinner, cause you don't feel like much, um, but we just kind of leave it a bit late and then have just like a wine and cheese, um, night, which always goes down nice. well. Yeah. So that's, mm. that's our contribution to the Christmas traditions. We're very modern Australian where we're seafood, all the uh, bay bugs and shrimp oh, and yeah. scallops and all all that uh, sort of stuff, which is, uh, yeah. I, re- I, I, I would I, be I right there if I was married to someone who likes seafood. Um, <laughs> it, it, well, see, I'm the same. I'm, I'm not a huge fan of seafood. And as much as I, uh, you know, I enjoy all the, the trappings, et cetera, but I don't think you can ever replace it with kind of, you know, roast lamb, glazed ham, et cetera, et cetera. I'll, I'll take that any day. Well, when when so, we have other family around, we do all we do the, you know, ham and turkey plus prawns. Um, but we didn't do that this year because it was just us and my beloved doesn't like them. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, most excellent indeed. All right, well, this uh, episode is our annual uh, review, which we didn't do last year, so I don't know how annual it is, but uh, we certainly did it in 2014, 2015. Yeah, it's most, yeah. mostly annual year in review. We're on uh, the and I was, last year. <laughs> oh, that's, that's right. right yes. It's like we're a mostly yes. weekly podcast, right? Like, yeah. That's right. That's right. Yeah. I think it evens out to weekly, so let's just stick with that. Oh, we, yeah. may, we produce so. the show weekly. It's just at the moment I'm not getting them – Posted weekly, but we're good. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna, I was, I was gonna, giving you a free pass there by not mentioning it, but then no, no, you just I, had to go I'm on. totally on it. It's 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 me, you know, like <laughs> it's me, all right. <laughs> Yeah, it's but for three hundred and four weeks, there's been three hundred and four podcasts, so it's still exactly it's averaging yeah. one a week. Absolutely. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Very good. Well, I was actually thinking about this episode, and while we're using the same categories as we have before, uh, I think there's actually a lot more choice than in years gone by because the new format of the show uh, has meant we've had a lot fewer uh, discussions and interviews and such, which has meant an increase in the number of reviews that we've done. So there's certainly a plethora of of choices. So. All right. Well, I think we might take a quick break. We're going to come back and we're going to get stuck into it. If your collecting addiction is a hard itch to scratch, then you might lack a bit of insurance that you always have some new goodies on the horizon. Loot Crate is the world's favorite subscription box service, and they're currently offering AFB listeners 10% off any of their flexible subscription plans. Every Loot Crate includes exclusive apparel and collectible items built around a theme, and there are so many theme crates to choose from, whether you're into a more general pop culture or gaming theme, or you have a more specific interest. To save 10% on any new subscription, go to trylootcrate.com forward slash afblues and enter the promo code BREACH10. If you do sign up and you love your loot, be sure to go to the AFB Facebook page and post a pic of your new gear. That's trylootcrate.com 
forward slash AFBlues with the promo code BREACH10. Well, we're all looking forward to a new year of toy goodness in 2018, but first we're going to take a moment to stop, smell the plastic, and reflect on the year that was. So for our discussion tonight, we're looking back at 2017 with the AFB Year in Review. And there were many highs, many lows, outright surprises, and we're going to break it down into some basic categories and also hear from you, the listener, on what your best and worst moments for 2017 were. All right, guys, we've got nine categories here. I'm going to run through them for our valued listeners. We're going to do runner-up and winner for the best small-scale figure, which is six to seven inches or under, best large-scale figure, vehicle or playset, eight inches and above, best high-end item, the biggest red card WTF or worse, the innovation award for thinking outside the box, best new, oh, sorry, best line, new or ongoing, Best company, new or ongoing. A personal acquisition. This is something awesome that you got this year. A grail, a vintage item, got it for a deal, etc. And, of course, category number nine, the biggie, item of the year. Dun, dun, all right, guys. Dun. You've all got your answers ready to go? Yes, Mr. Mm-hmm. Ben. Yes, sir. <laughs> all right. Now, uh, for our listeners, we have kept this separate from each other. So as uh, no cross influence or anything like that, so it's going to be uh, as big a surprise to us as it is to you. We're going to kick things off with a best small scale figure, six to seven inches or under. And Mr. Adam, who was your runner up? What was your runner up? Okay, my runner up was the Tyrant Two Thousand. Uh, this is a Robot Spirits figure, so this was the Japanese exclusive Pat Labor thing that came with millions and millions of packing items. Um, that's why the <laughs> The figure itself was not overly inspiring. The packings, I think, elevated into the point of, oh, my God, I can't believe they did this. <laughs> Fair enough. Mm. Very good. Um, all right. And uh, Mr. Scotty, what about you? My runner-up was uh, from DC Collectibles, and it was the DC Icons Deathstroke figure. Um, oh, yes, yes. Yeah, I think that was uh, a really amazing uh, effort. Definitely my favourite in that line, um, unmasked, uh, swap out hair, grippy, uh, accessories and also articulation. Who could ask for more? Oh, wow. Very short and, uh, concise. Well, and Mr. 20 seconds, I'm trying to stick to it. <laughs> well, 20 uh, to 30. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, just to quickly start off, this was actually the section I had the most trouble with. I had hundreds for this, uh, but I ended up settling on the MCU classic Spider-Man from Marvel Legends uh, just because he was released in two different styles and a two-pack and singly and comes with all sorts of different heads. He has uh, above-board articulation, uh, wonderful head sculpt on the to- Tom Holland head, and he was just a figure that sat on my coffee table for months uh, that I would just play with. So he beats out all the other hundreds just for those little factors there. Yeah, very good. Very nice. Good. Yeah. All right. Well, mine was the Hasbro Marvel Legends Warlock Wave Sunfire figure. And, uh, yeah, a bit of a tough one for me. There was many to choose from in, in this category. Um, and I think for me it's because of what he represents, uh, comic accurate all the way um, – you know, we're getting a lot of Marvel Legends driven by what's happening in other media, such as the movies. And so I think Hasbro's still sort of sneaking in those very comic accurate um, characters that everybody wants um, is a big win. So, yay, yes. Sunfire. 
Excellent. All right. Well, going to go around again. Mr. Adam, who was your winner in the best small scale figure category? My winner is one I haven't reviewed yet, but it is the, um, it's another Paddle Law figure, and it's the AV XO Type Zero, um, which was appeared in uh, the first movie. Um, and that one's just that it's a really, it's a different kind of Paddle Law figure in terms of the sculpt. So there's a lot of new bits and pieces, and it's got some decent packings for that one as well. And I'm sure I'll review it in upcoming episodes. Cool. Cool, cool. All right. One to look forward to. All right. Mr. Scotty, your winner. Well, th- I mean, this, like Eddie you know, said, this obviously is such a huge category and I had to really kind of go through um, my purchases this year to work it out. And I am actually <laughs> going to name one that I didn't review on the show, um, but Ooh. that to me is I, th- I chose the Mezco um, 112 Collective comic Joker. Um, that ah, is right. yep. just a beautiful figure. The head sculpts are amazing. Um, and, you know, I um, obviously think really highly of the 112 Collective um, line. Uh, and uh, when I thought about, well, what was the best for me in that Joker was it for this year? So yep. he's my cool. winner. Excellent. All right, Mr. Eddie. Uh, so for mine, I went with the Revoltech uh, Wolverine. Uh, so I know the Revoltech line is a bit hit and miss with people, but I think that the Wolverine's been the best example of because of his sort of stout body hides all those weird articulation joints well, uh, yeah. but he's also possibly one of the best Wolverine figures in terms of design is that very actual short, stout, stocky design. The claws yeah. actually look like um, mm. if they fall over onto you, they're going to cut you. Uh, <laughs> and then just lots of swappable pieces, different, uh, multiple different heads, multiple different hands. And then you can swap the claws out in different fashions and you can get him in a huge variety of poses far more than any Marvel legend. So uh, he ekes it out for me there. Cool. 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 I wish that I liked that line more. Like I, you know, I bought the mm. Deadpool. I think, you know, we reviewed it together, didn't we? And we, yep. like, I just, for me, the articulation on him really was distracting. Um, and I've definitely, I've seen the Wolverine and the Magneto photos and thought, wow, that looks amazing. But I thought that about Deadpool too. So just from, <laughs> from photos. So um, I, I just, I wish I could like that line more. It it works well for characters like Venom, I think. Sure. Yeah, yeah well, he, he's yeah. another big stocky one, and he was mm. close to um, being a runner-up for me. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> All right. Well, my winner for the best small-scale figure was dun, 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 the Mezco 112 Collective Punisher. Okay, uh, cool. Did, did you ever get yours? For- uh, well, it depends on how you want to define get it. So one of these days when okay. John and I uh, get around to reviewing this yeah. guy, I'll tell the, the, the sordid saga that went with it. But, uh, look, this is a phenomenal figure. Uh, he comes with oodles and oodles of extras, the three heads, etc. cetera. Uh, I'm still not 100% convinced on the 112 Collective when it comes to the spandex characters. But I think the characters, and, and much the, the same as what you're thinking, Scotty, in regards to the Joker, the, the non-spandex, the guys that wear sort of suits, and obviously the Punisher is just wearing sort of combat pants, etc. Uh, I think it works extremely well. So it's uh, it's a beautifully executed figure, tight joints, heavy. Yeah, it's, it's just a, a pleasure to, to own, really. All right, gentlemen, moving on to category number two. 
best large-scale figure, vehicle or playset, eight inches and above. And this time I'm going to throw over to Eddie, your runner-up. So I went well above eight inches, and my <laughs> runner-up is the Transformers Titans Return Trypticon because he is all things a figure. He is a vehicle, and he is a playset all in one. Oh, nice. Nice. Wow. That, that's your runner-up. Holy dooly. Mm. Impressive. Impressive indeed. All right. What about you, Mr. Adam? I've gone for the uh, the figure-eyes um, it's the Bandai Figurized Trunks Time Machine um, oh, yeah. model kit. I haven't put it together yet, but I'm sitting there and based on the size of the box, that thing's going to be epically large, so I can't <laughs> wait. I have uh, I have been keeping an eye on that one myself, so, yeah, do let me know how you go. Will do. Very good. All right, Mr. Scotty. I, I failed at getting a runner-up for this one, so come for the winners. Yeah. <laughs> All right, my runner-up. But then I realized it was a 2016 release, and I was like, damn it! (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough. Uh, Mine was the Hasbro Star Wars Black San Diego Comic-Con Landspeeder from Star Wars, which uh, had a few extra bits, yeah, bits and pieces than the original, Um, the the normal retail one with a bit of extra weathering. And once again, it's just because uh, I'm so keen on getting vehicles uh, through Star Wars Black that I'll, I'll support anything they put out so that I can get more, basically. So, hooray, good job, well done. All right, moving on to the winner of the best large-scale figure, vehicle, playset, eight inches and above, and Mr. Adam. So it's technically not eight inches and above, but it's a huge, huge figure, and it's the uh, Dragon Ball Z uh, figure arts napper. So mm. I love this. Um, it's fractionally under the eight-inch mark, and it is still in the six-inch scale, but just the sheer size of the thing, I, I couldn't figure that it fitted in the six-inch scale. Cool, cool. Recently reviewed by uh, Eddie and yourself? Correct, indeed. Yeah, cool. All right, Mr. Eddie. So for mine, it just narrowly came in as a 2017 release, but I went with the NECA one-fourth scale Deadpool uh, so ah. he is massive. He's well detailed. He comes with a ton of accessories, and he does something that I like, which has a little fourth world uh, breaking joke by on the end of his submachine gun. He has one of the <laughs> Necker uh, Scalar Deadpools uh, hooked on to the back of his gun tag <laughs> there. So uh, some clever. very nice, and that's uh, just one of multiple little touches that they have like that on the sculpting. So uh, that's a fantastic large figure. Excellent. Good job. Oh, I was actually pretty light on in NECA this year, so hmm, good stuff. All right, Mr. Scotty, your winner, best large-scale figure vehicle plays at ages and above. It just <laughs> nearly squeaked in uh, as a 2017 <laughs> release, and I actually don't have it in hand yet, but it's the DC Collectibles Batman animated Batcave with Alfred. Yay! Ah, yay. Yay. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> no, Did you get any replacement I- stickers yet? Uh, no. <laughs> um, I haven't got the thing yet, so there you go. Um, ah, fair yeah. enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, no, I'm super excited about that. And in terms, in that category, I have not really purchased other things, so um, it kind yeah. of wins by default, but I think also um, <laughs> looks is quite amazing. So uh, I think that's a, my yeah, strongest that's, that's... category. <laughs> I had to give it a, a pretty serious think as well because uh, I don't collect a lot of lines that have that sort of stuff. But my winner in the, uh, the large scale was the Playmates Voltron Lions 
which mm. uh, I haven't had a chance to review on the show, but um, this was my opportunity to, to own a Voltron that is uh, made up of little lions, etc. And uh, when playing with them and putting them together, I thought, gosh, this is a lot of fun. And that sort of took me by surprise when I thought, huh, that's kind of the whole point. So, hooray, thinking outside the box. Cool. Yeah, very good. Mm. All right, we are going to move on to category number three. This is the best high-end item. I don't know how we categorize this. Let's just say it cost a crap load of money and uh, move on from there. And I'm going to kick this one off with uh, mm, Mr. Scotty. So this is the space that I collect in, so I had to do a lot more thinking here. And I tried to narrow down between what I really like, like in terms of my favorite, and what I feel in terms of quality is up there. And so my runner-up is one of the sideshow pieces that I purchased this year, and that is the um, Dark Side Premium format. That, I think, is a really under rated piece doesn't have the mixed media etc but it is a really really lovely piece and every time i look at it i like it a bit more and for someone who like i have not gone all in on villains in this line and this is one that i kind of picked up because i didn't pre-order it i got it because i was at a part of a discount at seeing earlier this year and i'm really really glad i've got it it is beautifully sculpted it's a great piece, and that is why I chose it as my runner-up. Huzzah! Very good. Mm. All right. Um, Mr. Reddy, what about you? Uh, well, unlike Scotty, this is the area where I tend not to collect, so I actually don't have a runner-up for this category. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. What about you, Adam? I tap out entirely on this category. I have <laughs> had nothing of note. Fair enough. All right. I'll try and bring us back up. And, uh, yeah, like Scotty, uh, I have a few things to choose from. Uh, Actually, this was the category that made me realise that um, this year wasn't as diverse as it has been in other years. Uh, I think I I still bought the same amount of stuff. I've just really streamlined it back to um, a smaller number of categories, and I think I just bought more within those categories. So, But anyway, my runner-up for best high-end item was the Sideshow Collectibles Bane statue, which uh, is uh, an absolutely epic piece. He's, uh, he's gigantic, uh, you know, a very nice base with the, the smashed bat signal, etc. cetera, a uh, very heavy piece. I thought he might be hollow, but he weighs an awful lot. Uh, and I'm busting to to do a toy of the week on this guy. I just need John to be on the show before I do that. So because of his <laughs> serious dislike of Bane, so I'll, I'll hold that one over. <laughs> All right, I'm going to swing right back around, <laughs> and uh, I'm going to go for a winner for best high end item. It's Mr. Scotty. Okay, so this is another category in which I've actually gone to something that I have acquired this year but have not actually reviewed on the show and that is the classic batman from the tweeterhead batman classic uh, maquette line oh Um, yes yep so i've reviewed penguin two-face and batwoman but i got my batman and didn't review it but it is amazing uh wait a minute maybe i did i don't know anyway Hi, I'm Scott. Um, the, look, it, it's really, you know, when I think about my yeah, kind of something that I'm really happy that I got this year, it's just amazing Dick Sprang Batman in statue form. And I love what Trudehead is doing. I love this mm. piece. I love it. I'm happy. Hooray. Yay. Very good. 
Very good. All right. Well, Adam, you've, you've tapped out completely. So, Eddie, did you have anything for a winner? I do have a winner. I don't know what I would have uh, chosen, but I actually got a Christmas present uh, that I feel falls under this category. And it's something might be a little bit debatable because you guys put it in another category already. Uh, but for me, a high-end item is something sort of over $100 and something you wouldn't want to handle uh, too often. Uh, so for me, I went with the Metsco 112 Deadpool uh, oh, figure, yes, cool. Which, uh, yeah, I got for Christmas, and he is wonderful. I've been a bit of a not as enthused about the Metsco 112 as a lot of people, and this guy might have brought me around. Uh, so he's got lots of bits and bobs and accessories and magazines that come out and grenades that go into grenade launchers and lots mm. of cool just mm. little details like that and some wonderful sculpt and material work. So. Uh, yeah, he's my high end of the year. Excellent. I actually think this is, uh, you know, this is a category in terms of, you know, these, uh, I guess, multi-piece figures that that's really starting to come into its own. You know, uh, I think maybe the days of the, the six-inch action figure, um, you know, uh, holding the, uh, you know, the trophy, et cetera, is, is disappearing and more and more companies are starting to do this, you know, switch out faces, heads, hands kind of stuff and uh, doing some really, really good stuff. It's nice to see, you know, it's uh, happening on the other side of the pond rather than just with the Japanese stuff. Um, mm. Very good. All right. My best high-end item, no surprise here. Uh, the winner was the XM Studios Beta Ray Bill statue. Uh, it was my first XM Studios piece, and I was uh, completely blown away, completely in love with how XM do their stuff presented, etc. Uh, and it was even better to find uh, an immaculate statue that fit together without any problems whatsoever, uh, flawless paintwork, uh, flawless kind of production design. Like, it's just uh, a beautiful, beautiful piece. It's uh, very, very pleased to have it in my collection. So that was an easy one for me. All right. Well, from the highs to the lows, we're going to move on to the biggest red card or WTF or even a douchebag moment. And uh, I'm going to start with Adam. Well, who was your runner-up? Um, I had a hard time separating these, so I'm going to go with my runner-up being the Neo Shoto Dragon Ball um, three and three-quarter line from Bandai. It started off strong last year or the year before and um, kind of petered out, in my opinion, to the point where quality control um Repetition of figures that already used and price point increasing just made me drop the line. Um, so yeah, that's my runner-up. Cool, fair enough. Fair enough. Yes, price increases that uh, can put a bit of a dampener on on collecting. Yep. All right, uh, Eddie. What about you? Runner-up for biggest red card. My runner-up goes to the DC Multiverse Build-A-Figure Mother Boxes. So for those that don't know, uh, the Justice League film exclusive figures came with Mother Box pieces, but you only got half the box and you needed to buy the other exclusive in which to connect them like a Kinder Surprise Easter egg uh, Mm. to have the full mother box so rather than just giving you a different mother box with each figure and considering you would want to collect the three if you're collecting based on the film and all that anyway Mm. uh they made you buy multiple figures just to connect and have a full mother box which i think's 
Um, just a bit weird and extra tooling. And yeah, I just don't think uh, there was anything beyond the choice of greed on that one. Oh. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. All right. What about you, Mr. Scotty? Uh, I went for just a straight out fail for my runner up. And uh, I'm, I want to declare uh, a time of death for the Sideshow Marvel uh, 1 6 scale line. Um, the Wolverine I've seen now in person, uh, it's horrible. Uh, I don't know why uh, they have not been able to make this work. I don't think anything that they've done. Um, the, I mean, the Deadpool is all right. Um, the certainly no hot toys, um, but the the rest in this line, I think, have been just not great. And I would like them to mm. stop trying. So, it's more, <laughs> you know, fair it's enough. Not just yeah, it's not just a you know kind of a combination red card and cease and desist. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Actually, saw the, yeah. the Wolverine today and was just like. Oh, so, <laughs> and you know, like, yeah, I, I, I don't, I, I, I don't understand. Like, it's tricky because we know that, like, one of the reasons why they, uh, the the actors in films don't tend to wear completely comic accurate costumes is because some of that just doesn't translate really well to three D. Um, and but I think there's enough. Um, evidence out there um, from Hot Toys, obviously, uh, but even if you go back to the DC Direct, you know, 13-inch um, line, which by no means was perfect, but a lot of that stuff, they actually pulled it off reasonably well, um, and uh, I don't know what has kind of gone wrong here, but, you know, I think the Wolverine is just a train wreck, um, ugly-looking mofo, and, um, yeah, I want it to end. <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, I always said that you know when Hot Toys were bringing stuff out that if they did a, a comic accurate um, one six scale line, I'd buy them. And then Sideshow started doing just that. And yeah, like you, I actually think that's been a very hit and miss uh, in in that. And even things like some of the DC ones have been a bit sort of um, how's your father? So hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, oh. yeah. All right. Well, my uh, runner-up for biggest red card was the Four Horsemen Mythic Legions Rock Troll. Uh, I really enjoyed what uh, the Four Horsemen did with Mythic Legions. Uh, I was a, a big fan of the Kickstarter and uh, invested heavily. Uh, and then managed to pick up one of the uh, trolls on the secondary market. And uh, if you go back and listen to my review, I was hugely disappointed when uh, I paid you know, quite a bit of money for this figure, only to find out that it's kind of a rotocast figure with um you know barely five points of articulation uh, and none of them are particularly good uh it was very very disappointing it's just sort of a light piece of plastic and you know i've seen similar things for for major uh, films you know sell for around um you know one sixth of the price so it was a, a very very big disappointment to me so, all right, swinging right back around to biggest red card winner for 2017 and adam so I'm going to give this one to Bandai and their um, Robot Spirits line for the way they handled the um, AV Ingrams from Pat Labor. So you may recall that the um, Ingram 1 came out and that was an ex uh, web exclusive or something and you were paying through the nose for it. Uh, then they did the Ingram 2 
as a much cheaper model. And at the time, I'm pretty sure that's the way around it goes. At the time, I kind of said, I don't understand why we didn't just get these as one figure with swap out parts. Um, and if you wanted to have both, you could buy two copies. And now they're releasing one that is, in fact, that. Um, mm. So I kind of go, yeah, so you've milked the, the people that were really keen on the property uh, twice. I think they're putting some um, some little swap out parts that um, are relevant to some of the movies in terms of battle damage and things. So you're now gouging them um, realistically, in my mind, completely on the third one, uh, assuming that the hardcore collector or the true fan got um, the first web exclusive version. So I'm kind of a bit pissed at that. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, Fair enough. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Eddie, winner for your biggest red card. Uh, my biggest red card winner goes to DC Collectibles for the death of the DC Icons line, mm. uh, which was a line <laughs> that I was greatly enjoying. And for some reason, they want to change up scale again and release the same figures that we've already just gotten. Yeah. <laughs> How very unlike them. Mm. Not by mm. Nope. Uh, I, wonder, I wonder if this is going to be a repeated theme, uh, Mr. Scotty. Uh, no, actually, I'm so, I mean, the one thing with DC collectibles is that like I was a DC direct collector. So, you know, all my, um, bitterness and anger over screwed up lines, whatever, you know, was used up by them. So, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So now I, now I, I look at icons and go, what is it like, you know, fool me once, shame on you, you fool me twice, shame on me. Um, that's, yeah, that's all right. Um, no, so I've kind of gone the the douchebag uh, moment um, with this one, and uh, I don't want to kind of you know name names, etc. Um, but uh, we have a retailer here in Australia, um, or a retailer here in Australia, that has caused collectors an inordinate amount of pain um, by. Uh, taking orders and money and not fulfilling them and uh, mm. then behaving in a way that could only be described as criminal in the way that they've gone about it. And as part of the community here in Australia, like I've only been very loosely affected by it because I can smell a turd from a mile away. And so I never ordered <laughs> personally. And for the record, tried to convince other people it wasn't a very good idea. Um, mm, but mm. yeah, I think that yeah, when I think douchebag, I can't think of anything um, <laughs> more appropriate than people that steal from collectors. And so that's my douchebag moment of the year. And Gosh. I would love to come around to this time next year and find that uh, that dude is finally out of business. Mm. Oh. Yes, let's let's revisit that with a bad, celebration bad, episode. Yes, bad juju upon him. Yes. Mm. Mm. Uh, my biggest red card of the year winner, biggest red card of the year winner. Yeah, anyway, my winner, the biggest red card of the year, um, was the McFarlane Color Tops line. And uh, I know some people will you know, vehemently uh, disagree, and I just don't care. Um, <laughs> yeah, look, I got sucked into this uh, as I have in the past with a few McFarlane figures. Uh, you know, at first glance, they look fantastic with those uh, those sculpts, etc. Uh, I dove in with a couple of figures from Gears of War, Titanfall, uh, Walking Dead, etc. And a couple of them I didn't even bother reviewing on the show. I just couldn't be bothered. I thought about coming on and doing a, a full-on toy of the week and rating them 4 out of 10 or something, but I just couldn't be bothered. Uh, you know, 
McFarlane continues to put articulation in these figures uh, so as they're not called, I don't know, statues or, or whatever. Um, but most of the time the articulation is completely useless. It's, it's done in such a way that if you try and use the articulation, it makes the figure look really awkward. Um, and I just don't know uh, why he continues to do that. So, uh, you know, as I've said in the past, I'm not much of a poser when it comes to figures, but I just like having the option. Uh, and I guess this takes away from being, you know, an actual action figure for me. So, yes, I've uh, been burnt a couple of times, and uh, yet he won't get me again. So, ooh, ooh. All right. Well, we are almost halfway through the show we are moving on to category number five it is the innovation award for thinking outside the box and you know what i'm gonna go first exactly exactly yes my runner-up for innovation award was hasbro's star wars black 40th anniversary carded figures uh which were a great oh, homage back to those figures of the the 70s and uh, yes i am aged enough to have been able to buy the original three and three quarter figures off the peg when i was a, a very wee lad uh and uh, they brought me a great deal of joy when i was a kid so uh you know re reliving that and, and even finding them on the pegs I, I didn't actually buy them from an e-tailer i actually uh, i hunted most of them down uh and just those you know, six-inch figures on those homage homage cards. Um, I just thought were a lot of fun. They they really were well done. So there you go. All right. Uh, look, I'm going to throw over to Eddie. Uh, so my runner-up for innovation is the Hasbro actor face scan technology that they've just started using. I don't think it's a hundred percent perfect yet. Uh, but with each figure that seems to use it, they do seem to be getting better and better. I've just gotten uh, some of the Black Panther Marvel Legends figures in, and uh, they're really starting to get to that level of like those Metsco 112s when they do uh, actors. So uh, not hot toys like some are saying, but definitely a huge leap forward compared to what they were doing. Mm. Cool, cool, cool. All right, Adam, Innovation Award, runner-up. I I choose not to provide a runner up and just have one overall winner. So please come back to me. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay, Mr. Scotty. Well, I choose you, obviously, for being so innovative for going first. Oh, um, no. thank you. Um, yeah. Uh, so my runner up is DC Collectibles for what they have done in merchandising bombshells. Um, mm. You know, I think that you know what I what I do for a living is you know work out how to take people's great ideas and actually um, make money from them because um, you know just when you because you have a great idea doesn't mean that you can actually productize it and get an income from it and yep. I think that you know when you are having to look for new revenue streams um, obviously something that you can take create and launch into its own genre um, is really, really clever. And whether that was the plan from the beginning or whether bombshells have just taken on a life of their own, I think that what they have done with that um, is great. The fact that they've come up with a 
um, line that started from a statue line and turned that into something that they've actually been able to license to other companies um, mm. to produce merchandise um, is um, super. And cool. uh, you know, I was having this discussion with some of the people at work the other day who were kind of asking me about you know, comics and blah, blah, and just kind of explaining that really these companies don't make their money from comics anymore. Um, you know, they make it from licensing, etc. And I think that this is a really super clever way to do it. So they, I mean, I love bombshells. We all know that, but they're my runner up. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. All right. Well, coming back around, Innovation Award winner for 2017 for me was an item uh, I've actually had for quite some time, and I just completely forget um, to bring it up as a Toy of the Week review, and that is the Hasbro Deluxe Captain America 75th Anniversary Cosplay Shield. And uh, this thing is awesome, absolutely awesome. Um, The reason why this was my winner was... Uh, you know, once upon a time, owning a metal Captain America shield, one of a decent quality, was uh, something that was only reserved for elite collectors. Um, it was produced by uh, a couple of companies who charged extraordinary amounts of money for them. And so I think uh, Hasbro actually stepping up and giving fans and collectors the opportunity to get one at a significantly reduced price is um, just fantastic and uh, it's it's really good quality and uh, I love it my kids love it uh, at one stage I had one of my kids convinced it was actually Captain America's shield and I was just looking after it for him for uh, him so <laughs> that's uh, so I thought that was very cool so all right and uh, I think uh, Eddie you were second on my go-round uh, so my winner, like previous years, is the Transformers engineering team that I still do not know how they manage to make these toys <laughs> transform in the way that they do and have them meet certain price points, but also be easily swappable with a couple of parts to then make it a new figure, but still looking like they're G1 versions for both, even though the G1 one transformed differently and just... Just very clever work done by their whole engineering and sculpting team. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Yeah. All right. Adam, did you have a winner? I did. Uh, so this isn't a new overall range, um, but having now purchased figureized mechanics model kits, some of the effects parts, which are fantastic, um, and having seen what some of the, the figure-based model kits turn out to be, I, I can't go past saying I think that's just true innovation. They've just said, okay, look, people want this um, this kind of scale. They want a quality that's less than the, the SH figure arts kind of line. Uh, we're not willing to put out an actual figure that competes directly with figure arts and is a lesser quality, so we'll put out a model kit. That looks almost as good, um, costs a buttload less, and is just that little bit smaller. So I think it's a fantastic line. Awesome. Very mm. cool. Very cool. All right, Mr. Scotty, winner of your Innovation Award for 2017. Um, I'm giving mine to Diamond Select Toys or DST for their gallery series of PVC statues. I think it um, mm. the... the it's not a new skew. Um, they've been producing, you know, some of the the lines of this for a while, but they have brought it all under the gallery um, banner now and done it a bit more um, integrating. Um, and uh, I think that what um, they've done with this uh, is innovative because it's providing 
um, similar scale pieces to like some of the Coda Bikia stuff, etc., um, but at a much more collector friendly price. Um, and so, therefore, kind of creating a new level in the market. Um, you know, there is a, a tiny element of you get what you pay for, um, like, you know, comparing. Um, them to say the Kotobukiya pieces, but for nearly double the the price. Um, if yeah, you yeah. wanted to kind of enter in um, to that, but didn't want to pay those sort of prices, um, I think that you know that that has been quite smart. And also, they've done a nice job on the Marvel side of combining both comic stuff and the extended universe because they've done movies and Netflix stuff. And also, then they've been doing some really fun stuff with Justice League Unlimited, Batman Animated as well, um, at a kind of display-friendly scale that I really like. So they Mm. got my winner. Brilliant. Very good. I'm loving the diversity. Uh, This is a lot of fun. Uh, I think, you know, I thought we might see some, uh, some repetition, but it's actually been really, really good. Yeah. All right. Reflects Mm. how diverse we are. That's right. Indeed. All right. We're going to move on to category number six, and this is best line, new or ongoing. And uh, Eddie, your runner up. Uh, So I think this is where we might start to see some crossover. But for my runner up, I went with the Star Wars Black Series line. Uh, It's a great line. I do love it. It's right in my favorite scale and uh, style of sculpting. And uh, they just seem to be getting better and better uh, at doing it. As you mentioned, you had the 40th line. And then with the Last Jedi stuff starting to hit and new features such as the actor scanning and using die cast metal pieces and all that. Mm. It's just coming along great. Excellent. Excellent. All right. Uh, Mr. Adam, your runner-up for best line. My runner-up is a line that I'm actually not collecting. Um, I'm pretty sure in a few years' time I'm going to regret that I didn't start when it started, which <laughs> is the um, the Revoltech Yamaguchi Marvel line. Um, mm-hmm. I love the sculpts that they're producing. They've got that kind of uh, Marvel versus Capcom kind of feel to them. Um, they look like they've got fantastic levels of articulation. Um, and I think the thing that really holds me back is not having space to display them and the fact that having dropped um, Marvel Legends in the last few years, I'm just kind of going, yeah, I don't know if I can commit myself to another Marvel line again. So, yeah, but Ooh, they're my runner-up. They're, they're starting to re-release some of the earlier ones if you want to mm. Yeah, I've back. seen that. They're, they're, they're <laughs> calling you. They're calling you. They are, Adam. Yeah. It's cheaper yeah. to jump on now than later. <laughs> <laughs> This really isn't the fora to um to try and be you know talked out of collecting something. Is it? It's, uh, uh, yeah, no, really. Yeah. You, you don't come on here and go, oh guys, I've been thinking about buying such and such, but you need to talk me out. Everyone goes no. <laughs> I, I remember once a text conversation I had with Ben where I was trying to get him to talk me out of something, and he was like, "You're talking to the wrong person." If you want, yeah, if, if, I remember I, that. I'm going, Dude, why are you messaging me? What What do you want me to say? You That's seriously right. think I'm going to talk you out of buying a statue? Yeah. <laughs> I made the same mistake this year when I texted him about, oh, I found the 40th anniversary Darth Vader like uh, promise box set that's, you know, <laughs> but it's about $80. And his response was, buy two. <laughs> <laughs> And, of course, one of the worst things you can say to me, the absolute worst thing is you can go, I have no space. It's like, I'm sorry, space is for the week. It's like you get it and you'll worry about it later. 
there's a there's a reason my twins share a room. Uh, all right. <laughs> okay. Best line, new or ongoing, Mister Scotty, you're a runner-up. Oh. <laughs> we, okay, we can't have ties. Is it like? Uh, oh. uh, look, you, you can you can say that this is your runner-up. However, you have equal amounts of passion for your winner, which will be revealed shortly. Oh no, I've kind of. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, so <laughs> I, I'm going to, I'm just going to name two runners up. Just sue me. Okay. Mescal 112. I like, I love what they're doing. I actually probably you know, have to really cut back what I'm buying in that line just from a space and budget point of view. Like, but I, I think it's really clever. I want to see it, you know, grow and continue at least until they make Aquaman. And uh, it, yeah, it, it's it's definitely great. But I, I also really want to give a shout out to the Diamond Select Muppets line, which you know I know that there's various opinions here because, but I never had Palisades, so just sue me. And John's not here, and um, <laughs> that like, but I think it's fun. I think it's really great that they've gotten out as many as they have. They've done a fantastic job. I'm really loving collecting it. One of the things that has never made it a way that sits on my little podcasting desk is my Statler and Waldorf in the theater booth set, um, and I really love it. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. All right. Well, my runner-up for Best Line New or Ongoing was uh, something a little bit different, and I awarded it to the Fush uh, Feudal Series, the articulated mm. icons. Ah. Uh, yeah, look, I did this for a few reasons. One is I just think it's fantastic that a bunch of guys who love toys and run a forum can suddenly um, get their shit together and run a Kickstarter to produce six-inch action figures. Uh, I think they were very smart in the way that they did it. They managed to produce the, the feudal series was uh, obviously, as it says, based on you know the Japanese feudal period, so featured samurais and ninjas and that sort of thing. Um, and they they were very clever in, in doing things like producing ninjas, not just in sort of black or white, but did red. So they were appealing to Marvel Legends collectors who wanted to expand their hand ninja collection. But uh, I've seen some people do some very good kit bashing with um, the various ninjas and producing six-inch um, snake eyes and storm shadow, etc. Um, but what was really fun for me is I placed, uh, you know, like many of us, I backed the Kickstarter, then completely forgot about it. When they finally shipped, I had a look at what was shipping and went, oh, I completely forgot that I'd order that, that, and that, and uh, ended up mm. getting more than I thought I did, which was a, a pleasant surprise. So, cool. all right, coming full circle, best line, new or ongoing winner, Mr. Eddie. Uh, well, first off, I didn't realise we got to do uh, two runners up. So, because I was very close to having uh, DC <laughs> so collectibles icons, uh, which they lost out just because of numbers. But since Scott got two, I'm getting two because I'm one of those people. Uh, but for my uh, winner for best line, I don't think I'm going to shock anyone by saying uh, Marvel Legends are just killing it for me at the moment. They're just getting so much releases out there. They're doing so many wonderful figures. The uh, sculpting and articulations come a long way since Hasbro first acquired the license. And uh, while not always perfect, uh, they're just releasing so much quantity that uh, I and so much that I'm loving that I got to give it to them. Very good. Very good. Yeah. All right, Adam. 
choosing to represent Generation Coldplay, as I like to call the uh, micro-generation between X and Y, I'm going <laughs> to say I don't need an additional um, an additional runner-up just to because everyone else is having one. And it'll come <laughs> as no surprise that my favourite line was the uh, figure arts Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. Um, <gasps> it's, gone, it's been ongoing um, for quite some time now. And I think this year with them starting to circle back around and hit up early Dragon Ball Z and going into next year with um, Dragon Ball think- items as well, I think it's just it's just going gangbusters. Mm, they are indeed a lot of fun. Uh, mm. All right. Mr. Scotty, did you have a winner? I did, and uh, we have our first double up of the evening um, because I can't go past Marvel Legends. Um, you know, for me, this has been like the highlight of the collecting year um, for, you know, all of the uh, different releases, um, et cetera. And I have thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, And yep. So they are uh, by miles, my winner. Hmm. Cool. Cool. All right. Well, my winner for the best line you are ongoing was the Hasbro star Wars black and uh, pretty much for everything. Yeah. Everything that um, Eddie said, um, they are doing fantastic things. I think there's a nice mix of uh, vintage uh, as well as the modern stuff, obviously tying in with um, The Last Jedi uh, movie release, etc. And I think just for me, as I mentioned earlier, that nostalgia factor has played a big part in it. Uh, I can remember coming home from school on my birthday to um, to receive my land speeder. So obviously getting my land speeder this year, the San Diego Classic Um uh, sorry, the San Diego Comic-Con uh, edition, you know, just, uh, yeah, kick back all those memories. So it's been a, a lot of fun. Um, and, you know, uh, yeah, Marvel Legends, uh, uh, yes, I guess if I could have a second runner-up, it would be Marvel Legends. But the only thing that kept it out uh, of, the, of the top two for me was, yes, I think the volume has been fantastic. Some of the character choice has been fantastic. But, um, you know, bowing down to some of those, those media... Uh, you know, the media things that are the driving the line a little bit, I think it's been a bit disappointing. So I'm, I'm not a big fan of movie and TV figures. And so there's been quite a few waves where I've had to cherry pick, uh, whereas in the past I wouldn't have thought twice about just buying the whole wave. Um, so that kept it out of the top two for me. All right. So we are going to move on to best company new or ongoing so this will be an interesting one and oh i'm gonna throw it over to adam your runner-up marries up perfectly with my uh line runner-up so it's revoltech for me ah cool Mm. Mm. so they continue to do good uh a good selection of figures um they are starting to re-release a whole bunch of the older stuff not just the yamaguchi uh marvel stuff but some of the neon genesis stuff so they're um they're looking after fans and they're still producing new items that are worth getting. Hmm. Yeah, fair enough. All right, uh, Mr. Scotty, you're a runner-up for best company. Uh, I've chosen Mezco um, for reasons stated. Um, you know, doing a great job across uh, different properties with something uh, interesting and new. Hmm. That's fair enough. Very good. All right, Eddie. For mine, I have gone with NECA. Uh, They're a nice, uh, interesting company for me. They usually always have one of the best uh, reveal panels or uh, reveal cases at comic conventions, and they're always sort of a safe place. So I don't collect everything from them, but I do 
throughout the year find myself grabbing, you know, an alien figure or a Terminator figure or uh, and their Ultimate uh, series. I've been a big fan of, even though I don't collect everything from it. When I'm picking one up, uh, I am very rarely disappointed uh, by one of their offerings. Hmm. Cool. 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 All right, my runner-up for best company, new or ongoing, was Sideshow Collectibles. And uh, I think they're still producing fantastic stuff. I still think they're uh, the best in the industry at doing what they do, at the particularly the one-quarter scale. And I think thanks to stuff shipping early, yes, I know, shipping early, stuff shipping on time, uh, stuff shipping late, very late, or, oh, my God, I forgot I'd even ordered that. Um, I actually received a, a record number of pieces this year, so that's been uh, a lot of fun. So, uh, yes, yeah. thank you, Sideshow Collectibles. All right, coming back around to Best Company, new or ongoing winner for 2017, uh, Eddie. Uh, so mine is Hasbro. Uh, obviously, I uh, picked their two main lines as my uh, favourite lines, and I've also been collecting their Transformers, Titans, Return, and Combiner Wars pretty regularly. Uh, so they they are getting a lot of my dollars. So I, I really couldn't <laughs> choose another. Fair enough. Very good. All right, Adam. I have gone for Bandai. Yes, they uh, they gave me my two red cards for the year, but they also gave me um, <laughs> the vast majority of everything that I bought this year. So I think it would be a low blow for me to ping them just for a couple of red card moments. <laughs> cool. Cool. My best company, uh, new ongoing winner was, duh, 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 no surprise, Hasbro. And uh, I think like pretty much everything that's been covered already, Star Wars Black, uh, Marvel Legends, but then also bringing us some new and interesting things like the cosplay line. Uh, again, I haven't actually reviewed it on the show, but I also have the Iron Man helmet that came out this time last year. And uh, fantastic. Just a really, really great job with bringing out some of these kind of high-end items um, to fans who you know sort of can't afford a thousand dollars for a prop replica so hooray Hasbro <laughs> all right we are on the home stretch now we are going into category number eight and it is personal uh -oh. acquisition this... I didn't get to say uh -oh. my winner oh. the best company all right, let's rewind. <laughs> and Changing my red best, card choice. That's right. company. <laughs> New or ongoing winner, Mr. Scotty. I, I went a bit um, out there, and I'm actually um, going to give mine to Diamond Select. Um, and not not because uh, – I, I just in terms of the companies, um, you know, the main ones that I buy from um, did – you know, their usual good job, you know, Hasbro, Kotobukiya, Sideshow, etc. Um, but Diamond has really, uh, I think, done some interesting stuff. If you think back to, like, when I first started kind of actively buying toys, they were quite um, involved with certain licenses and actually producing some really good stuff. They had, you know, the Art Asylum, Star Trek, etc. And then they went a bit all over the place for a while, kind of going more in the memorabilia um, you know, sort of space and less in the original collectible space. And, um, you know, between Muppets and the gallery series and things that they're doing, you know, none of them are my favorite toys of the year, but I just really like what they are doing. And I think that um, the competition is healthy. And 
um, mm. you know, having it having this stuff always dominated by the same players. Um, you know, the industry is actually a lot more diverse than that. And so, for whatever reason, at the time I wrote this down, I gave mine to them. Excellent. Very good. Hmm. Excellent. Excellent. Really enjoying the variation here. All right. Well, you may have uh, some inkling that our next category is personal acquisition as to, uh, yeah, I alluded to it about three minutes ago. All right. Personal acquisition, which is really something awesome that you got. Uh, could be a grail, could be a vintage item, could be something that you got for an absolute steal. And I'm going to throw this one over to Adam. Did you have a runner-up? Uh, I'm going to go with runner-up being the Kaioken Goku from the SH Figure Arts Dragon Ball Z. Um, largely because this thing is one of those items that, yes, it went for a mozzo, but um, I can only imagine how much it's going to be going for this time next year on eBay, um, and therefore getting hold of one at all was a, a damn good achievement on my behalf um, as far as mm. I'm concerned. So I'm quietly happy with having that, despite that Goku's not my favourite character, and uh, that it cost me like, an absolute uh, packet. But, yeah, I'm happy <laughs> with that one. Fair enough. All right, runner-up personal acquisition, Scotty. Uh, This is you know not about best toys. This is just about things that you know in in the Grail space. And uh, I mentioned last week I thought for that for Christmas I got myself um, the Hot Toys Mira Cos Baby, and I just love Aquaman. I love everything about Aquaman. (laughs) I love Mira, um, and it is actually insanely super cute. So from and and you know this is a year where I collected some really good stuff, but I wouldn't say a lot of it was kind of Grail stuff. It was more I want this because it adds to my collection of, of X. So that's one that you know. Like I, I'm probably just following the shiny thing because it's the last thing I got, but um, <laughs> you know. But I, I, it, it, I like it a lot, and it's super fun. Excellent, excellent. What about you, Eddie? Uh, so this was one I had to do a little bit of thinking in, and I was originally thinking of going with uh, Ares in the Thor Ragnarok wave because he was a figure that was going for a large amount on the secondary market, and getting a re-release of him. Uh, was a good way of getting him cheap. Uh, and that made me think of another figure that was more personal to me, which that happened with this year, and that was the Bandai Figure Arts Perfect Cell. So Cell uh, is one of my absolute favourite characters from Dragon Ball Z. I love the original Irwin high-detailed uh, toy of him, even though it was missing his purple cheeks. And uh, I didn't get the original Cell release, and he was going for absolutely crazy amounts. And to have a chance to grab him again at a reasonable price now that I am in and collecting uh, some of these figures, uh, it was uh, really great and was something that uh, was more personal to me than a lot of other acquisitions like that this year. Mm. Cool, cool. All right, well, my personal, I say all right an awful lot, all right, uh, personal all right. acquisition runner-up runner for me uh, was one that I had an awful lot of fun reviewing with Eddie uh, some months back, and that was the Hasbro San Diego Comic Con 4 box set. And uh, I always look forward to what Hasbro puts together for the San Diego Comic Con exclusive. Uh, and to find out that it was actually an entire set based around one of my favourite characters, well, that was just win-win. And uh, the opportunity to get uh, a figure of a character like Boar 
uh, as in Odin's father. I think it was just a huge win. And uh, as Eddie and I uh, commented on numerous times, we're thoroughly enjoying Jason Aaron's run on uh, yeah. Thor. And so getting the Jane Foster Thor and Malekith, et cetera, yeah. was just fantastic. Malekith was very close to being uh, either my runner-up or possibly winner of the six-inch figure. Uh, mm. He was definitely one of the higher-end ones there. Yeah. By the way, Eddie, you actually got all of yours out and sorted them out, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. You did. Yeah. <laughs> I love you, man. That's so cool. This uh, this is actually an easy thing for me to do because uh, I, I know this is going to come as a surprise to absolutely nobody with my OCD. But uh, I actually have a spreadsheet where I add in <laughs> my acquisitions in in the order that I buy them, and then I actually in the column next to it I write the episode where I actually reviewed it. So that's how I can really quickly find uh, something to review for the next episode of the podcast because uh, I can easily see what I have and haven't reviewed. Uh, so I just start at the, you know, start at the top and work my way down. It's very, um, very the easy. Complete opposite. I had today <laughs> off, so I wrote a list of what movies came out this year to give me an idea of what I was kind of buying around that time. And while I was at the gym today, I was just kind of running through what I thought, and then spent an hour or so in my man cave just browsing the shelves, going like, "Yep, yep, did that come out this year? Let me just check." And yep, it's here. <laughs> Uh, excellent. All right, all right, all right. Personal acquisition uh, winner for 2017, and I can't remember who went first. <laughs> was it uh... Adam? I think <laughs> it was Adam. Okay, Adam. Adam yes, bring us back. I'm going to be completely random and go for something that that has no articulation, is not a statue, um, <laughs> costs about. Somewhere between five and ten bucks, um, and it's the I think it was the Dufa Obitsu uh, dust cloud effect part. Um, oh yes, yeah. yes. It's um it's ridiculously simple in that it's a piece of brown rubbery plastic that's uh, nicely shaded. But um for mine, it is basically the perfect dust cloud effect part. It shoots all over um, the figure arts, you know, the Tamashi effect parts. Um, I just think it's fantastic, and I just need to try and get my hands on a hell of a lot more of them. Yeah, they um, are neat. Yeah, they are. Rob Leefield would be so so happy if he had these. <laughs> uh, that's Put cool. them near the feet. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Oh. And your, your winner for personal acquisition, Eddie. Uh, well, speaking of Rob Liefeld, uh, my one goes to something I reviewed recently, and that is the Marvel Legends Hascon exclusive X-Force Deadpool, because Deadpool's <laughs> my boy. This item uh, is pretty hard to get if you don't live in the States, so there was the possible chance that I wasn't going to be able to get him, at least at a price that I really wanted to pay. Uh, had a little bit of luck and managed to get him at a price I was willing to pay. Uh, I'll leave it at that. Uh, and I'm very happy with him. I do hope uh, for those that didn't get him that he does get re-released in some form uh, later, even if they might change up the accessories or something to keep this one exclusive. But uh, he is a great piece and uh, a very uh, wonderful part of my Deadpool collection. Hmm. Cool. Cool. What about you, Scotty? I feel like that I shouldn't even have to say. Um, <laughs> what Jason Momoa, Aquaman, Hot Toy. 
Fuck you, Eddie. He's an <laughs> <laughs> Far out. I want to change my red card. Um, no, it's you can't the Monica Rambo you can't a Marvel for Legends. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's the Monica Rambo Marvel Legends. You've um, waited a long time for that one. I have waited mm. a very long time. You know, you have those characters that you just love and you don't know why. And I, I think, like when I um, first really discovered Marvel comics, um, that old story I've told before about <clears throat> how, like, I only really had DC comics, um, and then I had this friend in school who was older than me, and he joined the Navy and gave me this huge box of comics that had both the Legion, which I never read before, and a bunch of Marvel in it, including all these Avengers from that run leading up to where she joined. And I don't know why. Um, but yeah, it's always <laughs> been a huge missing part of my Marvel Legends collection. And so the fact that she got done, I don't even care that it's a modern costume. Um, so happy. So Grail-wise, that was the number one Grail for me this year. Hooray! Good choice. And I'm so glad that I ordered it from somewhere that actually delivered it. Yay! Hooray! Mm. <laughs> uh, well, my uh, winner for personal acquisition of 2017 was a pretty easy one. In fact, uh, this came to mind straight away. And uh, you can't um, uh, you can't universe build when it comes to one quarter scale statues. But the uh, the one character that has been very absent from my display has been Iron Man. So my winner is the XM Studios Classic Iron Man that I reviewed. I think it was even just last week. So that that was an easy one. All right, all right. There we are again. We're all riding. This is the big one. Category number nine, the biggie. This is the item of the year, 2017 release. So, guys, these are the ones that uh, topped everything else. And we're going to go runner-up, or let me see, uh, Adam. I'm going to go for the new crotch version of the SH Figure Arts Dragon Ball Z Vegeta from Saiyan Saga. Um, is it, it actually called already... the new crotch version? <laughs> no, I just call it that. Oh, that's, that's disappointing. The difference. Yeah. Okay. So this <laughs> is they're releasing a figure they've done before, but on the new buck with uh, the improved crotch system. Um, I thought is it was it called the improved a really... crotch system. I don't know that it is. I just call <laughs> okay. it that. It I'm is now. Happy. It is now. <laughs> it is now. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it's a it was a good first uh, figure the first time it came out. Um, the new version is improved in some ways um, and not so much in others, but it's still a great figure. And particularly for those that didn't have it the first time around, I think it's a, a fantastic re-release. Hmm. Good call. Good call. Okay. What about you, Eddie? Uh, for me, my runner-up went to uh, the Star Wars Black Series Ray's Speeder. Uh, I really like this vehicle, like what you were saying about the land speeder. Uh, I think it's quite iconic to The Force Awakens. It's got a wonderful Ray figure included with it, uses mixed materials. Uh, personally, it's got a lot of warm memories for me for going to Force Friday this year, and uh, I wasn't planning on picking it up there, but I sort of did it on a whim, and it became my favorite item that I picked up. And even if... Uh, say you're buying it for someone that's not a 
big action figure collector, this is something that can also just stand on a shelf by itself and uh, really work for someone. So I actually think uh, it's a wonderful piece. And what's great now is that most places you can find it on discount or at a good price, so it's not too expensive uh, either. So that's my runner-up choice. Ah, very nice, very nice. All right, well, my runner-up for item of the year was uh, definitely at the other end of the scale, and that was the Hasbro Star Wars Black Sabine Wren figure. And I was was having a bit of a thing. I was trying not to sort of think statue-wise. I was thinking about some of the action figures that I bought this year. Uh, And I seem to recall, Eddie, when we did our review of uh, some of the new Star Wars Black, that was one that we just raved about. And I thought back to just how great the paint apps were on that figure and uh, I tried watching Star Wars Rebels uh, with my girls uh, probably about two years ago and they just weren't interested and I thought that was quite (laughs) disappointing and I had another go about maybe two months ago, started watching it and I thought I'll just put it on and and see what happens and then before I knew it all three were sort of piled on top of me and we were watching the the episodes and they were who's that who's that and they just all love Sabine they think she's absolutely fantastic and I get question after question so yes you know a little bit of uh, bias there I think but uh, yeah yeah. no she's definitely a popular good one for that yeah Um, Mr. Scotty your runner-up for item of the year my um, runner-up is the Sideshow Collectibles um, DC Premium Format Black Canary Statue. Oh, nice. Oh, yes. So um, Ben and I are both big Black Canary fans, um, and you know, that she's right up there as one of my favorite all-time characters, and uh, I really love what they did with that piece. Um, it was pretty much perfect. And um, hmm. when I looked at this is, you know, when I, the biggie that for me, this is like, you know, what made me happy. Um, and that made me really, really happy. So that's my <laughs> runner up. Well, I guess that's what it's all about, isn't it? It's just, yeah, uh, it's true. not just about owning it. Yeah. No. Uh, the winner of item of the year. Here we go. Final know. four choices. And Adam, your winner for item of the year. Mine, uh, and it's largely unrelated to anything else that I've reviewed in terms <laughs> of um, the the qualities of a great figure, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, it has those. It also has the fact that this is uh, one of my favourite characters uh, from a show slash uh, manga series that I do not already have, um, which places it on a, a level all its own. And that is the SH Figure Arts Radma One Half Ryoga Habiti. Um, it's a fantastic figure, and like I said, it, it's one that we haven't had before, so it has that bit of uniqueness to it as well. And it's a series that realistically, I was surprised we started getting action figures for in the for in the first place. So I'm super happy with it. Excellent, excellent, Eddie. So I've gloated a lot <laughs> uh, today about Marvel Legends. Uh, but it's not a Marvel Legends line, and I've gloated a lot about uh, <laughs> Star Wars Black series, uh, but it's not 
a Star Wars Black Series. In fact, it's not a Hasbro or a uh, line that I have talked about at all this episode, uh, but my item what? of 2017 has to go to the San Diego Comic-Con NECA Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles collector ah. case. And oh, this ah. thing is absolutely fantastic so uh the box itself is extremely reminiscent to the figure cases used to get for the turtles in the 80s right down to sort of the plastic pleather red on the inside uh of the box and sort of the thick orange plastic strap uh at the top it's got some uh both modern yet kind of iconic 80s cartoon artwork around the side and then the figures on the inside are actually the same sculpts that were used for the arcade box set figures that i did review early in the year and absolutely loved the difference being that these ones are actually painted to look uh very much like the 80s style but they still have that sort of little bit of NECA detail touch uh and we have gotten classic 80s NECA figures uh classic 80s turtles figures sorry i should say before with like the playmates classics and the figure arts uh but these guys just put them all to shame and in the one case you get all four turtles you get shredder shredder you get krang with his uh little chicken walker device (laughs) and you get two foot soldiers all figures come with multiple arms a whole bunch of different accessories that are cartoon related so you get the little turtle communicators and that weird sort of p-shaped uh communicator that uh shreddy uses plus like the shrink ray gun and uh different pieces and bobs and even just like a slice that has a hole in it so you can stab it through Raphael's sigh and just all these little fantastic touches uh all thrown in here all in one set it's not for getting eight NECA figures uh if you could get it at retail it's actually uh fairly cost effective than if you were buying them single carded Mm, uh mm. but unfortunately being a san diego comic-con exclusive and the fact that they only have this item for uh san diego and a couple of other uh exclusive places because playmates technically have the figure rights to turtles uh it can be a little harder to track down now but uh if you do a save search on ebay you can track it down and if you are a big turtles fan and did pass this up uh you are going to be uh regretting it so i do recommend tracking this down if you can it is easily my item of the year wow that was very nice indeed very nice well, I mentioned over the last few weeks or even a few months, well, actually, no, not the few, last few months, last few weeks, yes, that uh, I picked something up that I was very excited about. Uh, I wasn't allowed to have it until Christmas, so I finally got to unbox it, and it started a, a few months before that when uh, I kept pointing it out to Mrs. Shake repeatedly, saying that I really must have it in my collection, and she gave me her usual response of, uh-huh, uh, which you know, is n- not necessarily in the affirmative. Uh, and I mentioned it enough times that she finally said to me that, well, uh, you know, you keep saying how both uh, you and Scotty are doing a bit of a, a juggle with your collections and selling off um, some of your unwanted items that you've enjoyed but uh, are ready to move on and reinvesting that money. 
And she said, I tell you what, if you can do that and raise half the money, I will uh, match you the other half and you can have it for Christmas. And uh, I, <laughs> I got very motivated and I managed to uh, find someone in Sydney that was selling this item and bore the brunt of the shipping, the international shipping because it was extraordinary, because the box weighs 35 kilos. Uh, and I can't begin to convey the, the size of this with words, so I am actually posting a link in the script now. And my item of the year is the XM Studios Ghost Rider statue. And uh, oh. to say that this is uh, anything other than epic, um, I, I have a lot of statues in my collection now, and... Uh, a lot of them are very impressive, but this thing is completely mind-blowing. Um, it really is absolutely extraordinary. And I don't just mean that from a visual standpoint. I think uh, the assembly and just the, I guess, the engineering that went into pulling off um, a one-quarter scale vengeance demon riding a flaming motorcycle is um, is just extraordinary. Uh, and I'm very keen to review this on the show because uh, it was it was entertaining putting it all together, and it really is um, just fantastic. And and I think um, a real tip of the hat to XM Studios for being able to pull this off. So, all right, well. Uh, enough about me and my acquisition. This is the last category. This is the last choice. And drum roll, it is down to you, Mr. Scotty. What is your 2017 item of the year? Wow. Well, it's no XM Ghost Rider, I can tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We can re record this bit and you can go first. Oh, sure. Thing. No, no, that's fine. So, um, my, mine's kind of all tied up. Again, like I just went on, like, you know, what makes me happy. And um, I think in a more generic sense, the most exciting thing for me this year in collecting has been toys at retail, um, mm. which is something that we like in terms of um, collectible stuff the last couple of years with Zing Pop Culture around in Australia, we've been able to do a little bit more of that for some of the stuff that I collect. Um, but this year, um, instead of just getting the one annual um, wave of locally released Marvel Legends, um, we basically got them all. Um, and so to be able to not have to pre-order, but actually once again enjoy the thrill of the hunt was super exciting. Um, and for me, um, the thing that, that made me the most happy this year was actually the Marvel Legends Warlock wave. Um, and mm. that was simply because of the character selection. Um, Dazzler, yep. huge fan. Polaris, we waited forever. You know, um, comic accurate, like, you know, original Sunfire. Um, you know, like just, at Shatterstar, um, it was, you know, a, a real um, something I think that epitomized why I collect action figures, which is for universe yep. building and just that thrill of like, oh my gosh, I've waited forever for this character and this character and this character. Um, so, you know, uh, on, on the basis of what was the kind of most enjoyable thing this year for me as a collector, um, it definitely it was hunting down Marvel Legends locally um, as a whole, and yep. then the Warlock Wave in particular um, was awesome. Mm. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, it, it was a great wave. I'll, I'll agree with that. It was fantastic mm. seeing some of those classics. The fact that we even went with a classic Dazzler, um, I, I think, says that Hasbro... Uh, are still fighting for the classic fans and, and they're not being completely, um, you know, stomped into the ground by 
um, you know, the the Warner's slash, sorry, the um, Marvel slash Disney, um, you know, bringing attention through the movies, et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah, absolutely fantastic. Well, guys, that was uh, very impressive. Very impressive. Very diverse. Yeah. Very diverse. I like well, that. that's that's how we roll these days. <laughs> it is indeed. Yeah, yeah we've it got our indeed. own diverse interests, and then we've got Adam. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have a one track mind. It's okay. Yeah. Well, I was thinking about it when you were talking about your, you know, like Toy of the Year and stuff. It's like, you know, how every friendship group has that one person that like you don't really understand much of anything that they say but you still accept them, <laughs> them. Um, you're yeah and, what's the, what's yeah. the name of that kid on american dad there's the one kid that's japanese oh my god uh, i was thinking I, I more about admit. dumb donald from fat albert but there you go so, no, I, I do like when I, uh, in getting ready for the podcast every week, I, I usually create a script fairly early on, and that means that I'm in the script fairly early on, so I don't tend to sort of come back in until about 10 minutes before we start to record, and then I always see Adam's Toy of the Week added to the script, and I'm always highly amused by, you know, whoever's is going to have to take on the task of reading out the title. <laughs> super Saiyan, Saiyan, Super Saiyan, Goku Saiyan, Figure Arts yeah. Saiyan, etc., it does like, uh, amuse me to know it. <laughs> you know, one, as as anyone who's you know heard me talk much about why AFB exists would know, the whole reason that um, all of this started originally, you know, our forum and then our podcast, was to have a space where people who like collecting things could come and talk about them and enjoy them and like what they like. Um, and you know, I think that you know we. Uh, robust discussion about things is good and fun and healthy, but at the end of the day, you know, like there are still lots of spaces on the internet where if you don't um, think what the group thinks, then uh, you know you really get shouted down fairly quickly. Um, and I think that one of the things that we have just continued to do a better and better job of is just um, supporting uh, the, the fact that hey, you really like that. Um, and that's awesome yeah. in and of itself. And that makes me like it more. I mightn't buy it, um, but, you know, like it's that that's what we do. And so, and I think that it's a good example of it, but it also is reflected then in our own choices as well. Um, can, can I throw one spontaneous question out there that's not a category, but just um, something, you know, before we go? Um, kind of in the honorable mention. Six inches and to the left. <laughs> oh my God. Um, <laughs> The the uh, oh any sent a photo to support it. Wow, Eddie, you're gross. <laughs> yep. Okay, that's where the, I keep um, my anyway. Marvel Legends. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Oh. So, like, as as you're going through this, I'm sure that that you all have thought of something or some company or something that you didn't talk about at all that you know you wish you'd had a space for. So, can we make room for an honorable mention? And it can be. Anything, it could be, you know, a company, a thing, or whatever, just anything, okay? Um, and I'll start, and maybe everyone else will go, no, that's done, but I've got one anyway, because something, <laughs> a company that I buy a lot from that I didn't actually talk about anywhere in this list is Kotobukiya. Um, and I, I was kind of reflecting on that because I definitely, you know, have purchased a number of, uh, quite a bit of Kotobukiya stuff this year in the Artifacts line, Artifacts Plus, um, the the um, Super Friends 
uh, uh, superpowers, sorry, line, etc. And uh, I, I think that they're just consistently good. Um, and, you know, maybe not that kind of one standout thing, um, but I just, you know, felt, realized, oh, I wish that I'd made space for them somewhere in there so they get my honorable mention. Does anyone else have one? Hmm. Well, yeah, look, I'm happy to go. And I actually got a bit of a surprise when I was going through my trusty OCD list uh, of everything that I bought in order for this year and noticed that there was absolutely nothing from DC Collectibles. And uh, I realized that wasn't because they're not producing uh, anything I want. It was actually more of a, a choice, financial choice. Um, and I realized how much I was actually enjoying the bombshells line, the actual statue line. Uh, particularly as a sort of a compliment to the um, cover girls. And each time they solicit a new one, I I sort of admire them and think, wow, you know, what a great effort. And now they're starting to sort of diversify a little bit into the, um, you know, the more obscure females rather than just sort of cranking out the same three or four big names. And, uh, yeah, with each one, I, I wished I had have actually uh, gotten involved in the line. And, uh, yeah, that's probably my honourable mention. Very good. Anyone else? Uh, well, I don't think that uh, Hasbro Marvel Legends got enough love, so <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> no, I it's it's a weird one because I don't know if it would be an honourable mention, but I think a mention for me this year would actually be uh, Mattel's Multiverse line. I think. Th- there's not there's been some real duds there this year uh but there has been things that i like like i actually really like uh the tom king batman and the uh sort of batgirl of burnside and uh the bat rookie uh build a figure and the king shark build a mm. figure and yeah. they they have had some wins in there i don't think it's been enough to actually put them on the mark uh, this year, but I think if the team behind it actually sit down and have a look and say, okay, this works, uh, this didn't, um, they might actually be able to bounce back and have a, a good year again. I think they just really need to sit down and look and be more consistent in what they're doing and uh, try and reclaim some of that magic back from classics, which every now and then they hint at. Uh, but they're just not there yet for uh, a win. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I mean, when when we came to the red card list, I was like, I'm not even going to bother saying anything about Mattel because it's just so, um, it's just a trope now. Yeah, um, I, I think yeah, I was I, I was but, much the same. Yeah, but I I agree, Eddie. I think that there's tiny flickers, like you know, when you see um, Batwoman and the Jessica Cruz Green Lantern and things that. I mean, yep, they're current characters, but they're also, you know, figures that if you still were trying to kind of add here and there to your DCUC collection, that they're ones that I probably will pick up because of that. Um, And so there's a flicker there, but it really is a very faint flicker. Yeah, and it is, it's just a weird spot for me because you'll have like the Justice League Batman figures fantastic, and then the Superman in the exact same line next to it is just atrocious, yeah. and it's yeah. just that weird. Like, I, I want to give you credit for one, but I can't do it without also bringing you down on this other side thing, and it's just it's in a very weird spot 
at the moment, which is sad because I'm a big DC fan and actually in the comics right now, I actually think DC is doing better than Marvel. So I, I'm really liking DC, but it's just not there in the other side of the medium that I love, which is the toys and <laughs> DC collectibles aren't bringing it. So any little flicker that I can get elsewhere is great, but it's just not there to be on this list mm. yet. But I'm fingers crossed. I don't think it will happen, but I would yeah. really love if next year. I can be going like, wow, they, they really turn this line around and isn't this fantastic. Mm. And we're getting these characters here. Yeah. I, I think that, um, that DC like Warner needs to just a new, completely new strategy for their retail um, collectible yeah. stuff um, because whatever at the moment, it's just not working. And I think that um, the, that there's, they just need a new partner. Um, I, I, yeah. I suppose they're really tied into um, the, the, um, agreement with uh, Mattel. Um, but mm-hmm. I just think that, you know, at, at a certain amount of time, you've got to kind of look at it and go, okay, well, I, you know, we need to do something different. And, and I think Mattel as a um, company is just struggling. You know, if you look at, um, at yeah. the Disney princesses line, you know, as an example, I mean, that's the sort of thing that you should just be able to print money with. And they lost mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. to Hasbro. Um, uh, so, yeah. you know, I think that uh, obviously, I, I, you know, I don't know that you would, that Warner would want to put um, the DC stuff with Hasbro because they've got the Marvel stuff. But they seem to be the only people that can actually do this. I'd- um yeah, yeah I, I don't think you'd say that because there have been, I think even more than rumours, but Disney have circled potentially buying Hasbro. Uh, there have been sort of like there were rumours leading up to Fox and uh, Disney that ended up being true. Um, it does seem like Disney's flirted with buying Hasbro in the past, which seemed to be part of them moving the Disney princesses, as you said, across to Hasbro. And if Hasbro were to acquire the DC license and have, say, a five-year contract and then Disney were to purchase them, then you would be looking at uh, Warner Brothers having their property lines under Disney ownership, which would mean they'd have early access to uh, film projects and designs and that. And that's something companies kind of don't want. There was a big thing with this um, around the time of uh, Maddie Collector. I remember there was something else like this going on where – uh, it had to do with Pixar and DreamWorks and that ownership going on by the Pixar license there, DreamWorks potentially having early access with it. So it involved them uh, swapping out of the Pixar license or something or other. Uh, so it is something that they do take through. So I don't think we'll see the day that Hasbro uh, picks up the DC license, but it would be great if somewhere out there, I mean, they've, they've got the one... 12 Metsco, but uh, even DC Revoltech could be cool. Or, uh, I mean, there's DC Film Figure Arts. If they started doing comic stuff, I know that's a long shot. But, yeah, just just somewhere it would be nice to be getting a more full-fledged line in that scale. Yeah. Mm. I mean, 
the the uh, when when you listen to these people talk, um, particularly you know back in the the Matic lecture days, they you know talked about how you've got to kind of grab the the mum and dad audience, you know that sort of thing who will buy stuff for their kids, whatever. And and DC to me has well, I mean you know Marvel obviously has had a huge boost in terms of um, the recognizability of its characters, etc. But you know DC has got you know some of the most iconic, you know your Superman, your Batman, your Wonder Woman, etc. That that everybody knows, and to not be able yeah. to kind of make a proper go of that, um, and in in you know you look at what what Hasbro has done, they've managed to kind of do the movie stuff, but then give you a first appearance dazzler in the mix of all of it and do it well. Yeah. So it yeah. can be done. Yeah. And so. they're killing it on TV at the moment. So the fact that, you know, they aren't pumping out more uh, flash in his different season outfits or arrow or the different Legion of superheroes yet, you get one like Hawkman warming the shelves. Like, I don't know what they're doing. <laughs> there with that but that that could be a way in that could be an easy way and there's tons of characters across those four shows i mean supergirl products should be out there they they definitely have the license for it but they're really not using it i mean it's just uh, it's a big shame yeah i mean it's interesting that i i was thinking through all the various categories and yeah, mattel fleetingly came to mind a couple of times but really uh it was gone before i even sort of gave it much consideration at all and i realized how much things have changed in just a few years and i can recall you know when episodes of this podcast were dominated by you know dc universe Mm. classics and uh you know everything from reviewing you know the subscription figures to interviewing um, you know, Scott Knightlick, uh, et cetera, et cetera. And now it, it, it scarcely gets mentioned except for now, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and, and as a collector, uh, I, I cherry picked three, maybe four figures. And it was only when I came across them at my convenience, I didn't actually go hunting for them. Um, and yeah, it's amazing how, you know, how the, the mighty have fallen. Mm. So, hey, now, um, um, Adam, did, Adam, did you have an honorable mention? I have two since I'm not allowed to talk about pajamas. Um, <laughs> so the the first one, um, the honourable mention is I think we haven't talked about Lego at all tonight, and I think that's a bit interesting, particularly <laughs> considering the ongoing surge in producing superhero related product. Um, but I mean, for mine, it's become a case where you could build a city, but you would. If you were building a city and you had superheroes, you would probably have the city overrun with superheroes and supervillains. Like it's it's just become completely unbalanced from what Lego always used to be, which was you'd have the core city sets and then you'd have whatever the theme of the year was, which might be pirates mm. or it might be medieval or it might be um, Western stuff. Yeah. And now it's just superheroes, permanent fixture, always there. And you get a couple of city sets a year, but they're not really anything flash and jazzy for the most part. It's more about the superheroes. Um, yeah. And I know we talked a couple of years ago about, yeah, it's the thing that's allowed Lego to continue, but it's also possibly going to be the thing that ends up killing it for the people that have enjoyed it for a long time as well. Um, so I think that's a bit sad. Um, mm. Mm. Yeah. 
That, I think that's an interesting comment too, because we've got quite good friends who have got daughters similar ages to ours, and as a family, they're all really into Lego, and but not into just kind of the city and you know that sort of stuff. And um, I've actually heard that comment from them that their kind of output of that sort of stuff has seem, seemed to have dwindled um, a bit from what they used to buy. Yeah. So mm. I don't know whether it's actually just, mm. you know, it's um, my impression being skewed or whether it's actually legitimately happening, but it, it feels like it's just shifting away from, from core city things, which is a bit weird because you're then going to have a whole bunch of superheroes flying around in nothing. Um, so that's that's my first point. And I guess my second observation is um, the thing that keeps us coming back every week i mean there's a certain amount of we just like catching up and talking to each other and there's a certain amount of uh i think we'd continue doing this to some extent if there were no listeners but i think having listeners kind of sometimes gives you that impetus to to actually go and do it and you're going ah yeah we could easily at the start of the year have done what we planned to do and just taken a hiatus but then we went no way we've actually got stuff we want to talk about and share with our listeners so um, to all our listeners, um, thank you for your ongoing support. Um, thank you for all your wishes, for example, of um, Merry Christmas in the last week or so. It's been fantastic. Mm. Yeah, oh, I concur. Yeah. Mm. Well, speaking of our valued listeners, we threw it out on Facebook to ask you, the listener, what you thought your item or items of the year were, and we're going to read out a couple of responses. Uh, I'm going to kick things off, and first up, we have Joel Michael, uh, all-round nice guy, and uh, shameless plug, you can uh, contact Joel um, at slide underscore LSU at hotmail.com because he makes some fantastic Marvel Legends uh, add-on effects, and no surprise, his uh, figure of the year male was the Marvel Legends Jim Lee Cyclops figure, which I think was a little bit polarising. I think uh, I thought he was great, but Scotty and and Eddie didn't have... uh, Yeah, yeah. the little loose bits on him uh, were a bit of a disappointment to me, but that's that's in no means to say he's a bad figure on the grand scheme (laughs) of things. Well, Joel... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Joel does... Yeah, <laughs> Joel does say uh, great looking despite uh, the moving cuffs. Uh, his female was the two-pack Dark Phoenix, saying that the extra heads went above and beyond. And, uh, yeah, I concur on that. It, it, it is great thinking. Uh, and that was and actually his... one of my favourite collector moments of that year is when that set started to hit, it was like craze Black Friday Christmas thing on the Australian (laughs) Facebook pages because that hadn't hit anywhere else in the world. We were the first for it to starting to land and people were going nuts and doing road trips and talking back and forth. Can you pick me one up? Pick me one up. Pick me one up. first born was swapped at one point. It was just, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yes. And, uh, yeah, Joel's big one of the year was the Builder figure, Sandman, which, uh, yeah, I'd have to agree. Those swap-out parts were just fantastic. So, all right, moving on. Uh, And, uh, yeah, Adam, you've got one from Jimmy. Yeah, so Jimmy J.B. Buick says uh, the Hella from Marvel Legends uh, Thor Ragnarok Wave was just a a brilliant likeness. And uh, the Captain Universe as well. He says the bearded head sculpt looks uncannily like himself. 
<laughs> yeah, that that Captain Universe when I was reviewing my list jumped out, uh, and I think that was just a, an awesome effort by Hasbro because uh, those three heads actually represent three completely different characters, and I think that's very clever thinking. It was very much the same as the uh, Chameleon that we got um, with the swap out Hammerhead yep. and Amazing. Jonah Jameson, yeah. but uh, right. also. The, the Magus action figure, because if you're like me and you're lucky enough to have the Red Hulk um, Warlock figure, well, then the, the new Warlock figure had that Magus swap out head. So, of course, that head went straight on and he went into my collection as a villain. So, <laughs> yeah, my bearded head actually went on a spare black suited Spider-Man I had. I, I quite like that look. Ah, yeah, a little cheap indeed. custom. Hey. All right, Eddie. Uh, Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I said very good. So, oh, good, good. I have one from our dear friend Derek Crabb, and he has Transformers MAS01 Optimus Prime Mega action figure, and it's mega. This thing, actually, speaking of firstborns, it looks like it's the size of the firstborn uh, child, and I am. It's got a whole bunch of electronics, and I'm pretty sure it's diecast metal too. So if you drop that, that's going deep into the earth so uh definitely a uh heavy piece yeah that's huge that thing is that's that's (laughs) one you don't want to collect (laughs) that's one you're hoping they don't release a lot of figures early on uh in the way like some lines do because that would get expensive does that have light up features as well there yeah, his eyes are definitely electronic and i think it's got a few other ones uh in there as well awesome Excellent. Amazing. All right. Mr. Scotty. Uh, yeah, from our dear friend, Frankie French. Um, she uh, has a picture that just says these two, and it is the Mezco uh, Deadpool regular version and the Mezco Green Arrow, both of which I think that she blames us for having botched. Um, so, <laughs> sorry. Um, love ya. She kept her language good in this post, though. So, she, well, well done. I know, very, just very, um, very well behaved. Yes, very well behaved. Yeah. Hmm. Speaking of people oh, well, that were meant to have gotten on the show, <laughs> yes, uh, yeah. weren't you? Were, yeah, yeah. You're just a we, yeah, Eddie. Get your act together. I'm a podcast tease. We uh, we got one from Rock Mastrangelo, Mastrangelo. Uh, and this definitely falls into the Grail acquisition of the year. And Rock says that uh, his favourite purchase of the year was the Elusive Concepts life-size Darth Vader bust from way back in 1996. And uh, that would creep Whoa, the bejesus out of me. wasn't even born then. No. No, that's yeah. right. <laughs> <laughs> I was. I was 10 years old. God, shut up. <laughs> That's not even a joke. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, <that's funny. laughs> All right, yes, we're going to start wrapping things up now. And, of course, uh, you can always contact us. And if you'd like to hear your questions, comments, or suggestions on future episodes, you can email us at podcast at actionfigureblues.com. And you may just hear it read out. And that's it, fellas. Very good. We are done. Mm. Mm. For the year. Yeah. Done for We're the year. We're done for the year. That's yeah. all. Okay. See you next year. Yeah. Let's, let's do this 52 more times and come back. Okay. <laughs> all right. Thanks for listening. Catch you next time. Good journey. Bye, so. <laughs> good night, nerds. 
The Action Figure Blues podcast can be found on iTunes and Stitcher Radio and can be downloaded direct from actionfigureblues.com. Wherever you listen, please take a moment to leave a positive rating and review to help others find our show. Our theme music is by Robert Crandall. Our ad music is by Scott Holmes. The AFB logo is created by Nath Stones. We also have an active fan forum at afbforum.com where you can join with all the hosts of the podcast and many other collectors to discuss news, reviews, old lines, and trade and sell in a safe community. Please join us there. While you're at actionfigureblues.com, please check out our sponsors like Mike's Comics and Stuff, Loot Crate, Audible, and Gamefly. You can find us on Twitter at AFBlues, on Instagram at actionfigureblues, and on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash actionfigureblues. Thanks for listening. All right. What about you, Eddie? I've done mine. Oh, you have too. <laughs> that's well, right. do another one. Otherwise, <laughs> you're going to get one. my yeah, dish bag right. on it. <laughs> yeah. All right.